Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, bollockers. Welcome back, my lovely bollockers. It is Talking Bollocks. Good day, good evening, good afternoon, good night. Whenever you're listening to this, wherever you are, welcome. Welcome to the wonderful world of Talking Bollocks. I am your host, Howard H. Smith. Some of you may know me as host of this podcast. Some of you may know me as Keith Platt, professional Yorkshireman. That's my character because I do stand up and have been doing for 15 years. If you're a regular listener, you're sick to the fucking back teeth of hearing this biog of mine at the beginning. If this is the first time you're listening, you're probably thinking, oh, this guy sounds interesting. Or alternatively, this guy's got a massive fucking ego. Well, you're pretty much right on both. But there you go. Um, it's w- Welcome. And also, also, former and current check that shit out former and current vocalist with UK thrash band Acid Rain that's right one of the so-called UK's big four thrash bands back in the day who are rebooting not reforming rebooting in 2015 yo so there you go that's it that's what you've that's what you've tuned into that's what you're here for it is basically going to be some bollocks me jabbering there you go was that a sentence some bollocks me jabbering that's that's not even that that's just words basically isn't it that's just words tumbling out of my mouth ill thought out ill prepared welcome to the lack of professionalism that uh, that is this fucking podcast well some call it lack of professionalism i like to think it's rough and ready and um you know just kind of like grungy and uh and just kind of sort of diy i like to think that people when people hear this podcast, they think, yeah, fucking hell, I could do one of those. Jesus, that's a shambling mess. So um, so anyway, there you go. This is it. This is the podcast. This is the All About The Rock podcast. That's right. Um, it is hosted by allabouttherock.co.uk. That is the website. www. in case you're some kind of fucking retard allabouttherock.co.uk that's where you can find this podcast you can find us on YouTube, you can find it on Stitcher, you can find us on Twitter you can find us on Facebook, quite a few of you have been hooking up on Facebook which is really cool, very nice um, uh, we're on everything basically, whatever app you've got, you know, we're, we're in there somewhere, and you're listening to this, so you fucking it's weird, I listen to podcasts and one of the first things they do, and I've just fallen into that trap, is say, oh yeah, we're on, you know, we're on iTunes and we're here and we're there and think, well hang on you're fucking listening so surely you fucking know you've found us somehow, haven't you? Well, anyway, you know, I, I, I've fallen into the trap of doing what other podcasts do there. And I try not to do that. So fuck me um, for getting all that shit wrong. Um, so anyway, yeah, you found us. That's cool. Um, uh, what can I say? Welcome back. We, it's, it's looking like a, a very cool podcast we've got coming up. Um, I have got some interviews in the bag for later on in the year. Uh, met, up, met up with Malcolm Dome a couple of weeks ago and did a really good... We were chatting away for about an hour and it felt like fucking 20 minutes. Um, and, and funny enough, right at the end, Malcolm went, right, okay, well, that's... you know, We reached a point to leave it as kind of like part part one of god knows how many different parts i'm certainly going to hook up with them again and so anyway you know that was that was really that was really cool um and, and we've got a great podcast coming up you've got a, ve- a very fucking short chat with um volbeat and um and a nice long sit down with brock from um uh, 36 crazy fists so that's all coming up and actually it's it, the 36 thing is really cool because actually I'm, I'm recording this on a thursday night 19th of february 2015 yo so knowing that just how weird is this just think that like 
this could be on like on YouTube or all about the rock or whatever. Just imagine, just imagine if you will, bollockers, that somebody could be listening to this, you know, in five, ten years' time. They'd be thinking, wow, 19th of February 2015, I wonder what I was doing then. Just think, you're part of that. This is all just, it's all about us. Just It's just existing here, and then it's going to exist on the internet forever. But you, you're cool, because you got here first. So, anyway, um, I hope that wasn't too creepy. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, we've got, we got a cool episode. What's been going on in the month of metal? Because that's what we're, I've got a lingering feeling in the back of my brain that I've forgotten to do something or say something in this in this section up front. But, you know, as usual, what a surprise. Um, I've forgotten. I will, um, I will come back, uh, but I, I will come back to it. I've, um, I'm just taking the signal off my phone so we don't get interrupted. So what's been happening in the last month of metal? Well, I'm going to start off. Uh, fairly selfishly and say still um still trying to get the reboot of um uh acid rain off the ground um it's uh, we lost uh, and I got, it's a reboot because um it's not a reformation because it is now just me uh, original bass player mac unfortunately um uh left us um a few weeks ago uh, and so, yeah, it's it's now just me. We're in the process of um, uh, of auditioning bass players, but I tell you, all of this really is reminding me of what 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 a pain in the balls being being in a band can be. Um, it fucking really has. It's brought it all back. But hopefully, it's going to be worth it. Um, hopefully, we'll be making it onto a stage near you soon. Um, and um, and who knows? Uh, how about how about um, a support act with Talking Bollocks Live? Get some of you fuckers on. Get some get some guests on, whatever. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here, kids. Um, but um, yeah, I've, I have thought about that about taking talking talking bollocks on the road. Obviously, it's like you know that's years away. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think that could be pretty fucking cool. Um, just need to get more of us. Um, and by the way, I'm, I, I haven't mentioned this for a few episodes, but a way. Um, obviously, I know you guys spread the word, and that is very cool. Thank you very much. Um, uh, and and uh, just a reminder, please do any of your friends who've got um, if they you know if they leave their phone lying around, they leave their 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 tablet lying around. Um, you're near their computer. Um, just open up the podcast app and find Talking Bollocks. Subscribe them. Pop it back. You're doing them a favour, and you're doing me a favour at the same time, and you're doing yourself a favour because you're increasing the listenership, and that's all good. And if they happen to find, if you happen to find their iPod lying about, yeah, um, pick it up and just lean it against against the wall and the floor, yeah. So it's at an angle like that, and put your fucking foot through it and snap it, fucking iPad wank. There you go. Uh, anyway, so um, a first bit of Apple bashing out the way. It's nice, isn't it, to get that uh, to get that old familiar feeling of fuck Apple. Get that get that vibe going back. Um, so um, oh yeah, Steve Jobs, genius. No, just a fucking annoying geek. Anyway, um, uh, so what else have we got? Uh, Sonosphere, yeah, Sonosphere is cancelled. <laughs> How funny is that? Um, I, I I must say I had to laugh because it, it, there, there was this big oh shock sonosphere cancelled oh good luck yeah that's not as bad as I don't know if you remember a few years ago the UK sonosphere wherever you're listening to this right um the UK sonosphere I think it was about three years ago 
um, they, they they launched the festival and um, and then just torpedoed it, took it took it out because it wasn't selling any tickets. Surprise, surprise! I mean, you know, Faith No More were headlining the Saturday. Fine, that works. Yeah, but headlining the Friday. No, let's just leave that one. Headlining the Sunday were Queen with Paul Rogers. Well, yeah, no, I, I don't see that as a headlining kind of like metal festival. Not that there's such a thing as a metal festival these days anymore. Everybody seems to have all different types of music on, including um, uh, uh, download as well. But uh, well, maybe Bloodstock's the the exception. But anyway, um, headlining on the Friday that they couldn't sell tickets for, who was it? Kiss. That's right. Yes, unable to sell tickets and pull a crowd to a festival in this country. I thank you. The twin, the double whammy of. Queen with Paul Rogers and Kiss was enough for people to decide, nah, not fucking going to that. So fuck you, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. Um, what else has been going on? I um, I finished Scott Ian's book, um, and that was uh, very cool, very cool. Um, I- I enjoyed it. I heartily recommend it. There's some good stories in there. Um, and, uh, yeah, certainly worth, um, worth a read. And what it inspired me to do... Um, I wish I could say revisit. I'm, I'm, this is really poor of me, but I did lose track of this one particular Anthrax album, which is um, We've Come For You All. And um, Jesus Christ, that is a fucking awesome album. It really is. I really didn't realise how good that was. Obviously, because I'd never heard it before. Uh-huh. Um, but if I mean, if you're out there and you like worship music and you love Joey's vocals, and all, I mean, I wasn't a fan of... Uh, uh, um, uh, the the big white noise. Um, um, I know it's not called that, but that's why I call it. Um, and I kind of tuned out when when Bush was in there. And but I, I did listen to a few of the Bush albums. And I really like um, Volume Eight. The threat is real. But I I totally overlooked. We've come for you all. What a fucking great album. Great album. And Rob Caggiano's work is amazing on it. Um, Bush's vocals are superb. I mean, it really is a great album. So forgive me. I mean, I'm, I'm sure some of you listening are going, yeah, fucking hell, Howard. We know. <laughs> got it at the time fucking great record okay fine sorry but for those of you out there who you know who, who want a, a listen to anthrax at their very best with john bush that is a fucking great album and it kind of got me thinking because that's what you're supposed to say on uh, on podcasts and tv shows and radio shows and quizzes and things like that isn't it it's like well you know I listen to a regular podcast um, the BBC do, and it's kind of like a comedy sports thing called Fighting Talk. And they always have a host on, and um, one of them's a stand-up I know, and one of them's somebody I don't. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. And they always go like, oh, this happened in the week. And that got me thinking. And then they they do the next question. And it's quite clear that didn't get you thinking. They have a whole panel of fucking writers who come up with the questions. They just say that. They go, oh, that got me thinking. Well, anyway, by the way, there's a tangent for you, tangent fans. Um, that did genuinely get me thinking. Um, it was an album that I, 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 you know, I discovered. But I, I, I then read, I've rediscovered an album this month, which, which is just as fucking good as it was when I first got it. And that's an album called Greed, and the band is Polkus. P for Peter. You for oh fucking hell, I'm not spelling it out like a cunt. Polkus. P U L K A S. Uh, it came out on Earache. It was produced by Colin Richardson. It came out, um, I think, early 2000s, 90s. If I'd been prepared, I would have got the CD, had it in front of me, but I didn't. Anyway, it's a fucking great album. Certainly worth all of you checking out. Certainly worth tracking down. Fucking great album. Um, and I just rediscovered it. I mean, I loved it at the time, but I've rediscovered it. And that got me thinking 
rediscovering albums what a really cool thing that is when you when you know you've already got it you come back to it and you go fucking hell that is brilliant you know and it, and it is it's like it's almost like having that album new again so anyway if any of you are out there um i'd love to know about you do rediscovered albums um uh, recently you have been interacting a bit more as a group and there's no you know there's no no carrot on a stick if you want to interact great and if you don't don't you don't have to but i would i'd really <coughs> oh. <coughs> oh excuse me there you go yeah um as always nice to have a cough on the podcast and me having a drink and yes if this is your first time i could have edited that out yes i could but i fucking didn't so hey go do your own podcast cough and fucking edit that out you twat who am i talking about anyway um yeah so if you, as you rediscover them, get in touch. It'd be a lovely feature for any of you. Like, you know, I, I, I definitely the best ones. I'll, I'll give you a call. Come on the show, and we'll have a chat about it. And when I say rediscover, by all means, if you listened to like King Diamond them back in the day, and you were massively disappointed in the follow up to Abigail, um, and you go back to it, and you go back and you play it again and you go yep yeah, that's still fucking disappointing that's fine that's fine I'm, I, I want to hear about you know you read rediscovered it you either rediscovered it and it was all right back in the day and then you play it now and you go fuck me that's amazing that's really improved or you can play something that you thought was great back in the day and now you've rediscovered that it's shit you know so by all means by all means i'm re- i'm just really up for hearing all about um all about that you know the different kind of shit so if you feel like doing it do and if you don't don't you know it's all good um so what else has happened um music for nations is coming back from the dead how weird is that i interview jem howard man music for nations former music for nations label manager and stalwart back in fucking december and um, boom, Music for Nations is coming back. Um, there's a, there's a clip on YouTube, um, and I, I basically I think it's Universal um, yeah, Universal who now all, own all those master tapes just basically gone into the vaults, see what they can re-release, chuck out, and a very good idea. I mean, somebody in the marketing department wants a pat on the back coming up with, well, let's just dig out the Music for Nations brand again. And, and use that and, and knock it all out. Good thinking. Go for it. So, uh, yeah, just fucking weird that I interviewed Jem quite recently. Um, uh, what else has been happening? Uh, yeah, I, I, fans proposing on stage. Really? Really? At a Napalm Death gig? A guy, you know, I, I, I don't know. This this does seem to me to be a fairly recent phenomenon, but I'm by that I'm probably just being an old cunt, and it's probably been going on for about a decade. But seriously, I'm just I fucking I, I I'm because I'm single at the moment. You know, public displays of affection just annoy me anyway. Um, you know, you're in a fucking supermarket, you walk down an aisle, and oh, there they are, fucking snogging their faces off. You stood near food. Will you fucking pack it in? You know, can't you go anywhere without expressing your love for one another? Um, but seriously, who the fuck wants to see that at a gig? Never mind a Napalm Death show. Do you know what I mean? In between, absolutely pounding grindcore. You want some fucking sweaty pair of dreadlock fucking crusties getting on stage going, Oh, I love you. Oh, I love you. Should we get married? Yeah. And everyone goes, Oh, isn't that great? What? Yeah. Okay. So I'm aware I'm coming off like some grumpy cunt, but for fuck's sake, do you know what I mean? Just fucking turn it in. Leave it alone. Honestly, you want to, you want to ask your girl to marry you? Do so, my friend. I fully, I'm right behind you. Yeah. If you want to do it uh, on stage, at a gig I'm at, you get a fucking pint thrown at you. 
Uh, what a grumpy old cunt, but hey, you know, these things happen. Um, and funnily enough, while we're about it, Valentine's Day. Oh, hey, that's the one good thing about being single. Get that fucker out of the way. I actually I actually spent um, Valentine's night with a mate of mine. Um, uh, he came to see me do a gig because I was gigging out in... Um, uh, in St Neots in Cambridge it's been a fucking great month for gigs by the way been smashing it been up in Stoke going back to Stoke because they love me so much hey I'm so rock and roll and next month I'm in Stoke Marlow Swindon and London oh yeah climb on my back I am fucking Metallica I'm world traveller motherfucker <laughs> anyway uh, yeah so anyway he, he came down to see me and we um, um, and we went back to his said hello to his wife <laughs> went out and had a few beers. That's what Valentine's is all about. But seriously, Valentine's, guys, are you just fucking glad to have it out of the way? And here's a conversation that has never happened. One guy to another. What did you get for Valentine's? Yeah, a fucking a blowjob if you're lucky. Yeah, certainly no money spent on it, you know. Valentine's, fucking invented by the flour and chocolate industry to squeeze money out of blokes and 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 i you know any of you thinking this is in any way sexist because i feel really guarded about that because i now you know i keep having to mention that like i did um in the last podcast just because i'm not i don't like um female fronted metal bands i'm not a sexist and it's not a sexist rank this is aimed at valentine's day and what a pile of shit it is anyway look fuck it um i'm rambling i always like to get I, look we're, we're, i'm coming up to sort of uh, 18 minutes i haven't put the intro on yet so it'll probably be about 20 minutes and i don't like to do more than that without getting into an interview so okay um here's the first here is now the worst interview i've done yet so those of you that were tuning in thinking, oh, great, he's interviewing Volbeat, this will be good. No, it isn't. Um, it's um, it's the Volbeat are without doubt the biggest band that I've had the, the, the pleasure to interview so far. And um, unfortunately, uh, that, that means that, you know, it comes with the territory that it means they're really busy. And it means they're really popular. And it means that basically we all got 11 minutes. Well, I got about 11 minutes with them. Um, so it's not ideal. Um, it, it's 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 far from it. But that's absolutely uh, you know it's not the band's fault. Uh, it's it, entirely my fault. Um, well, actually, I don't, I'm, actually, I'm not, I'm not going to take that on the chin. It's not my fault that I only had that time. But uh, you know that's just the way it goes. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's it, it's it's not ideal. Um, and we get to have a little bit of a check, check, a check. Um, yeah. Um, so anyway, it's John Larson, who's the uh, who's the drummer. And it's Rob Caggiano, formerly of Anthrax. Yes, he was wearing the hat. Um, and uh, we didn't venture into hat-based conversation. Um, but anyway, um, it, it, it's it's quite a brief chat. It, it's rubbish, really. You know, um, uh, it, it, like I said, it's the worst interview I've done so far. Uh, I think it kind of threw me a bit. Um, and, and it was just a bit like, it was a bit like a, um, uh, oh yeah, sorry. This is welcome to the, um, uh, part of the podcast while my broken brain searches for a fucking word, um, production line. Um, and it was literally them sat there and us just, you know, coming round and coming round. Um, so yeah, a bit sort of like, <laughs> a bit like, a bit sort of like a fucking, <laughs> a bit like a bukkake basically. <laughs> Heavy metal interview Bukaki <laughs> um, with with me 
with me, Rob and John. Here it is. This is for um, this is for a podcast. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, called Talking Bollocks, um, and um, the uh, which hopefully we'll manage to do. Um, uh, this, uh, long story short, um, I was in a, a thrash band back in the day. Um, put four albums out. Uh, one what of band? The, um, the band was called Acid Rain. We, oh, were, really? a, we were a UK thrash oh, band. Wow. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's, it's nice to be remembered by someone. Uh, thank you. Um, and, I, and I've been doing. I've been a stand-up comedian for the last fifteen years. Cool. So hence, make us laugh. Come on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a, I'm here to entertain you. Uh, um, yeah, I'll do your warm-up for you. Um, uh, and so, the, look. So basically, the idea is, uh, yeah, we'll just chat. We'll talk some shit until I get hooked Good off. Enough. Yeah. Um, but um, so anyway, first off, um, I wanted to kind of. Uh, I've, I've just seen a, a quote of yours about. Um, a few drinks were had after the Brixton Academy show last time you were in London. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so tell us more about this uh, th- this now legendary party after uh, after the Brixton show. Brixton Academy. Uh, what did we do after that show? I'm trying to remember. Oh, we had. Um, did we win some kind of award in Denmark? Was there oh, a yeah, party yeah. in the dressing room? Oh yeah, yeah. We're, we got the. Um, um, oh, what was it? Was it Danish music award? We won for best. It's like the Danish Grammy, basically. We, oh right, we, cool. We won I think that that's, night. That's the one, wasn't it? For best rock album, best something, best something. It obviously meant a lot. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That show, it feels like it was so long. Ago. Fifty years ago. Yeah, no, I, head, right? I, I can, no, I can imagine. I I was there, and it, it seems like a, a long time ago to me, yeah. and uh, you know. I'm not on. I'm not on the road as you guys have been. Although technically, I'm always on the road because it's like, yeah. it's different. It's yeah. there's no album cycle for me. It's just right. yeah. You just you just keep going, mm-hmm. um, which also means you never finish. You're kind of never finishing anything. Right. So it's just constant work in progress. But there you go. Anyway, um, welcome back. It's nice to have you back. Um, uh, yeah, and sold out. Pretty much sold out tour. That's yeah. in this day and age. Woohoo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. some serious tickets you've sold there. Um, were you got? I mean, hate breeders support seems kind of like fairly left field for for you guys. Um, well, that's... we always have some very strange support acts. <laughs> we've had quite a few different acts yeah. over the years, but you know, why not? Hate breed was available, and we like hate breed. So great band. It's yeah. a great band, and they they kill. Yeah. So to speak. So it's a perfect match. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. And I know you're kind of starting to think about the next album. Is is there going to be time off, or is it going to be? We got some time. We have six months off uh, after this tour, basically. Right. So that's six months of not seeing each other at all. Or uh, we will probably see each other, but I, I would imagine that we probably stay away from each other until. January next year. Yeah, January, February, probably. And then probably start to see what we can come up with. Yeah. And obviously it'll all be kind of churning ideas around. Yeah, I mean, I think Michael always, he has ideas already brewing in his head right now. And we've been trying out a few bits, but only bits and pieces. Uh, but I'm pretty sure once he gets home, he'll start working out, you know, 
come up with. I, I was going to say, are you are you noodling about? Are you noodling around in soundcheck at all? With a little bit. Yeah, we've been, been trying some, some, some different things out. Yeah, bits and pieces here. The plan is to just you know take some time off and then reconvene yeah. next next year and just. Yeah. So, with you being in the band now, will you will you still be handling production duties, or does being in the band make it make you too close? Will you be bringing somebody in to maybe? Well, give the you last a bit record was was uh, you know I produced that as well with yeah. with uh, Jacob, as well as playing you know playing the guitar on right. Um, so yeah, I mean I don't know. We'll see see how it plays out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got you've got enough work on as it is. <laughs> That's fair enough. I mean it it, it it's. I'm used to that role, though, because that's what I've been doing for a long time. Yeah. Playing guitar and producing, you know, bands that I'm in, Anthrax, the damn things, Bulby. Yeah, you've been a busy guy, haven't you? Yeah. Just juggling many bands, many different... I like making noise, too. Yeah, I mean, are you one of these guys that are... Well, basically, downtime is is bad for you. I have no downtime. I, have no, I, I don't know. I haven't had downtime in... Eight years. years, something like eight years, six, seven, eight years. I don't know. It's, um, cause yeah, it's it's been I've been touring full on you know, between all those different bands uh, without a break, basically. Yeah. You know, so. But downtime can be a killer as well, especially creatively. Like that kind of like the less you do, the less you want to do. You know, right. you know the old saying: if you want something done, give it to a busy guy. Right. Yeah, but with us, it's always been like you know. We're always looking forward to go home to end the tours, and it's like, oh, we're not going to do anything. But after like two or three weeks, you kind of go, yeah, we um, get start going. And we cabin fever, do something, anything, <laughs> yeah. and then we go back out. And after a week, we're like, oh, let's go home. <laughs> yeah. we go home now? Yeah. So it's that, it's that, yeah, it's that, it's that sort of constant dilemma. Yeah, um, always. And are you, um, are you living in Denmark? Have you got a place no, there? I uh, live on the. I live in the middle bunk on the left on the bus. Right <laughs> I'm in between places. I'm not really sure where I'm going to end up. But, yeah. Where's home in the States? New York City. Right, okay. Whereabouts? In Manhattan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right, okay. So even when you're not on tour, you're, you're in a fucking yeah. happening, busy uh, busy place. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, because that would be a bit of a freak of going out to a, like, a kind of like quiet village or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I, I'm, I'm used to the big city. I've just spent I've just spent the weekend in a in a village because I, I live down here and okay. obviously it's constantly playing show and then I've just spent the weekend in um, where I'm from up in Yorkshire okay. and um, yeah it's, it's it's kind of a bit of a trip really because yeah. you just yeah. think wow yeah this is how people this is how some people live their lives yeah, yeah. you know yeah. it's um it's 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 a bit freaky to be honest yeah. being out in a town where it's busy if there's kind of like you know 10, 15 people in the pub. Yeah. Um, it's um, it's quite scary, yeah. but um, obviously you've gone from you know you're you're you go around Europe you you you're, you're getting bigger responses at festivals you're getting bigger um, venue wise. Where, where's you know where is Volby is Volby? I know it's you're a you're a stadium band in in some countries. It's it's a nice place to be being that kind of you know. It, Stadiums in one place, smaller kind of sweaty little venues in others. It, it, you know, it keeps you having that variety. Absolutely, but it's, it's, it's way worse for the production guys. Yeah. <laughs> they have way too much work regarding production. But I mean, it's, it's basically it's, it's all good. You know, it's, it's like, 
playing you know big arenas can be a lot of fun but going back to places like this is sometimes actually even more fun because it's just us and drums and yeah. the crowd there's nothing you know. well we do have a bit of lights but no fireworks no bombs no yeah. anything just us but for some reason it's, it seems to work whenever we play in you know, arenas or, or clubs it doesn't really matter yeah, yeah we just do it's, what we do yeah we do what we do it's, it's fun to go out in my opinion I think it's fun to go out and do the arenas where you can show off. Have a bit of fireworks. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge sucker for all fires, bombs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, do the Volbeat Ramstein show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Set fire to each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're working on that, actually. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I've always loved, you know, seeing bands who can put up those big, big, big stage shows. But it's also fun to go every once in a while, just go back to a small club and just see a band play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we... Well, there's, there, it's a completely different experience, Absolutely. isn't it? One, you are you are projecting the show, and you need to make sure people yeah. right at the back can see. Yeah. And in others, you are face to face, and you're you're, you're feeding off the energy uh, of the crowd as much as anything. Yeah. Um, for, tonight is um, it's a bit of a kind of odd venue for a for a show, really, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's for it's a London. Legendary. It's a legendary yeah. venue. I mean, a lot of great bands have played here oh, over yeah. the years. I'm excited to play here tonight. The only time I was ever here was on uh, uh, the Classic Rock Awards from Anthrax. Like one, one award. Yeah. And I was here for the party and all that stuff. It was great. But uh, yeah. never played here. Never seen a show here either. <laughs> all right. I've seen a number of shows here. Um, but I, I guess you'll get you guys at kind of probably the, the heaviest end of, of what I've seen here. Chili Peppers did a, a kind of like... Right. Secret kind of thing here back in the day, yeah. um, um, and uh, I think it's a Jello Biafra here doing a, doing a spoken word tour oh, spoken as well. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. which was very, very cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no pressure. Um, <laughs> yeah. no, all I know is that the Ramones played it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's, it's an interesting story because the, the whole the venue was kind of becoming very decrepit and falling mm. apart. And, and, and the local council um, realised that there, you know this was a historical place that yeah. should be kept. So they, you know, yeah, poured a ton of money into it, and now it's a um, beautiful. That's great. Yeah. yeah, and there's a, a lot of events like the one that you went to. The, yeah, yeah. You know the, the classic rock awards and venue awards and yeah. all sorts of awards. Yeah. Scott, are you trying to give me? Sorry. Are you trying again? <laughs> wow. That's um, well. Normally. Um, I like to, we, we normally we have about forty to fifty minutes with uh, with each guest. Unfortunately, this has been curtailed. But um, let's uh, let's try and do something again um, uh, when you guys are back over here, or when I'm in Denmark, whichever sooner. Um, probably be over here. But um, thanks for your time, guys. I know it's a, a bit of a grind and all the rest of it, but you know, have a good show. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. See you later. Cheers. See you later, guys. So there you go. That's the uh, that's the audio. So I'm still giggling. Um, that's the audio bukaki as we all lined up to take our take our turns to dump our loads of words all over them. I, I can't be easy. I mean, I, I I managed to make interviewing them sound very fucking difficult. Um, it must be a lot worse being the other side of the mic. Um, I mean, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, hopefully we will get to. Uh, I, I will get a chance to. Um, to interview him properly at some point um but uh yeah it was just just one of those things one of those things uh, it had to happen sooner or later guys because i'm you know 
I'd like to think all of them have pretty much rocked up to now, and um, uh, I, I hope there was, you know, you, you got something out of that. Um, it was, I mean, it was. Don't get me wrong; it was nice to meet them. It was. Um, uh, it was. I mean, look, I, I can't complain. I went down there, had a chat with them, was on the guest list for a gig that had been sold out for fucking months. I got to watch Volby, who a, a, a band I really, really enjoy. So, you know, it was. It, 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 it was a good night for me. Good night. I said, fuck you. Fuck you for the last 11 minutes. I got I got, in, got on the guest list. Fuck you. Um, and I made the mistake of, tweet, of, uh, of tweeting and, and posting a picture while they were on. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't do that at 36 Crazy Fists uh, this week, as I'm sure you noticed. Um, I didn't put anything up there. So, um, you know, whatever. Anyway, um... So yeah, that was uh, that was the um, that was the interview. I'll tell you what, I was amazed that um, John, the drummer, um, had had heard of, of Acid Rain. That was like fucking hell! Wow, I'm am am well. As you heard, I was amazed. I still am amazed. I'm always. I mean, the biggest one was when fucking um, I don't know. For those of you who listened to the the Christmas specials, when when Igor um, when Igor Cavalera said, "Oh yeah, Acid Rain. Yeah, I remember you." I was like, "Fucking hell!" I was sat here with a big heavy metal hard on. Honestly, it was just fuck me, really. It's honestly, it's amazing to think that what I did all those years ago is just still resonates and like and had that kind of impact. You just just not aware of it, you know. You're certainly not aware of it in the time when you're in, when you're in it. Um, and and after all these years, and obviously, you know, the it's going to sound me like sound like such an old cunt to some of you, but with the invention of the internet having happened since. Um, it's amazing that, you know, it's kept the music alive. And so as much as I bang on about people like, you know, um, I, I saw somebody had posted one of our albums somewhere and I was like, I, I actually felt myself getting a bit annoyed about it. And then I thought, well, actually, do you know what? The, uh, our music being available online uh, and people being able to listen to it on YouTube and shit like that and, and, and Spotify, that's, that is what's kept the band alive for 20 odd years so I, I you know I, I certainly can't moan about that but I can moan about putting new shit out and people downloading that fucking stuff for free but I haven't put any new shit out yet so there you go and on that point just to, for any of you people who are Acid Rain fans I did actually have a message from Kev today who um, had um, uh, a friend of a friend had sent him one of the songs that the new lineup that we've uh, that we've demoed and um, uh, and in Kev's words, he w- uh, he liked it a lot, and he was really impressed. So there you go, just throwing it out there. Um, yeah, whatever. Sorry, I'm getting a bit fucking obsessed with my own life here instead of jabbering on about everything else. So here we go. Um, uh, yeah, um, thank you to uh, Pete Gray for posting on the um, uh, on on Facebook. I had already seen this story, but um, uh, Pete reminded me uh, of it today, and so I thought I'd throw it in here. Which is, I'm sure some of you have seen. There's a guy in the states who, uh, where else, who has um, he said to, for charity, he's listening twenty four seven. Yeah, for an entire week, he's listening to Nickelback, including when he's asleep with his headphones on. How fucking insane is that guy? I mean, that is fuck. Sitting in a bath full of baked beans? Fuck you. Fuck you sitting in a bath of baked beans. This guy's listening to Nickelback for a week. 
How mental is that? He's actually done some really funny funny tweets as well. One of them was, um, hey guys, just so you know, if you listen to Nickelback while you sleep, they steal your dreams, which I thought was a particularly um, amusing line. But um, yeah, so a shout out for that knobhead. Um, anyway, um, let's. we've got to the section of the podcast that I like to call no different to any of the rest of it it's just me jabbering on um but um it's been a while since um, we've talked actual new music so i just wanted to talk about some of the new music that i'm listening to at the moment um i have i i have come across um well periphery are a band that <laughs> they've been uh, they've been on the periphery of my uh, of my listening uh, uh, choices hey eh? see what i did there hey eh? took the band name use hey eh? fucking that's why that's why i do stand up eh? um so anyway yeah periphery um uh, they they were a gent band that is d j e n t gent um, or math metal. Now, gent and math math metal are two uh, are two um, genres within metal that I I don't claim to know a whole fucking lot about, but I do like some of the bands. Some of it to me is just is it, it, it's fucking amazing musicianship, but it's also the equivalent of. Um, of those musicians getting their cocks out and rubbing them up and down their instruments. It's like, music is about songs. I hate to sound like I'm going to refer to myself as an old cunt yet again. Um, but it, that's got nothing to do with age, actually. No, fuck that. I take that old cunt back. Um, it, it, music is about songs. I don't care who you are. You can have a mate, don't get me wrong. Amazing musicianship, Dream Theatre, great band, great band. But there is some great songs. People would also argue with me that, no, I, I disagree. I think they're victims of, I think they're the purveyors of the kind of stuff that I'm talking about, which is basically people who just get lost on this fucking musical masturbation ride instead of realizing it's a song now fine again there's people out there who like that but yeah look i i I, you know i want a song and periphery have for me they've come out of gent they've come out of math metal and they're kind of they're almost prog the new album or albums check this out okay is called juggernaut and it comes in it's two separate cds two separate albums the first one's alpha and the second one's amiga and being the contrary dick that I am, I bought Amiga. Um, and I bought it because for seven ninety nine, you get the album and an hour-long DVD in it, which I haven't watched yet, so that's going to be a, a nice surprise for me, isn't it? Um, and I downloaded the first album for free. I will be, I'll be getting the CD, fuck off. Yeah, I will be getting it. Um, now, that is a lot of music, and given the kind of music they play, um, all I can say is that um uh, i i am it's almost i almost feel like i'm halfway through reading a really thick book um i i kind of i know i'm enjoying it i'm not quite sure what the story is because it is a concept album as well um and 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 bits of it are becoming are, are just sort of seeping into my brain as it's just a lot of music to listen to and given that that particular genre it's quite it's quite hard to take in i almost feel like i should listen to it while i sleep 24/7 but you know just to get into it as opposed but anyway what i'm saying is it's good stuff it's definitely good stuff um if you're into that kind of thing great if you're not if you're into sort of proggy if you're into proggy stuff even tool or something like that it, it's worth I, i'm not saying it's like tool in any fucking way i'm just saying that you've probably got the ability to listen to to, to this kind of of music um i called that music then didn't i i, I presume that's music is that is that music played by cows but oh yeah oh yeah music 
cows, I'm a fucking comedy genius. Um, so, um, yeah, Periphery, Juggernaut, Alpha and Amiga, worth checking out. Um, and now the flip side of that fucking coin, um, I got hold of the um, of the Denial Fiend uh, album, Horror Holocaust. Now, fucking hell. Now, I think it came out in 2006. Um, the CD's actually in the car, so I haven't got it here, so I can't read the details off. Again, I apologise. I probably should be more organised, but fuck it. You didn't choose in for all. You didn't tune in. Tune in. Who the fuck are you, dickhead? You didn't listen. You didn't come to this to hear me be prepared now, did you? Um, anyway, it's got Blaine from The Accused on vocals, so that's me done. That's me. Fucking God, love that guy. Um, uh, the Accused, one of my favourite ever bands. Um, just awesome. Go back. Martha's Blackhead. Listen to it all. It's just fucking grinning like an undertaker. I mean, this is my impression of Blaine. Hello! <laughs> fucking brilliant honestly um, to be fair that could have probably been also Martin Polkier um, and uh, and a number of other people actually we we always used to have a joke about Martin back in the day because um, Martin's got such a I mean I love the guy get on well with him um, but he's got such a unique uh, vocal delivery we always, always used to wonder if he used to go down the local pub in Nottingham and go a good evening can I hand a pie can I get a pint of beer please bar man but there you go uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, sorry if that was a bit loud, but I'm, uh, I won't be doing that again. So anyway, yeah, Denial Fiend, Horror, Horror Holocaust. It is getting re-released on vinyl in the UK. Um, tra- track it down. It is brutal. It is so fucking airy. I think uh, heavy. I think Terry Butler plays bass on it as well. I think Rick Ross might be involved. I'm, honestly, that's a bit shit to me. I'm sorry. I will put a, I'll put a link up so you can check it out, which you'll all ignore anyway. So fuck you. Um, but yeah, just so fucking heavy. Really enjoying that. Uh, and and while we're on the going back trip, um, I remember 2007, I think it was, um, I, I came across a, a band called Byzantine and an album called Oblivion Beckons. And, and it was really weird because Oblivion did beckon them because by the time the album was come out, they'd split up. It's a great release from back in 2007. Um, but they came back in 2013 um, with the self-titled um, album and they're about, to, uh, they're about to put out a new album called um, Releases to Resolve. You see, I have done some homework. I am sort of organised in some way. And... Um, and, and yeah, basically Byzantine, really worth checking out. I know there's a lot of old schoolers out there that listen to this. So I th- and I think you, I think I think you might like um, Byzantine. The website is Byzantine Metal, right? Byzantine is spelt B-Y-Z-A-N-T-I-N-E. I'll put some links on the Facebook page, but if you want to go and look on YouTube and shit like that, um, Oblivion Beckons was a great album. Really enjoyed it, um, and um, and kind of rediscovering it again as well with them um, with them bringing a new album out. Um, but yeah, I, when I was listening to it, I thought, yeah, I'm sure, fuck it. And I know a, a old schoolers listen, so I, I was thinking, yeah, I'm sure you guys might actually be quite into this. So, um, so yeah, worth checking out. Um, and, and guess it's time for another another interview. Really, it's time for some more. It's time for some, some more chat in the chatosphere of heavy metal chat. Um, so yeah, that was an Alan Partridge impression. I haven't just fucking lost my shit. Um, so this is a sit down with Brock from Thirty Six Crazy Fists. Um, now, for those of you that don't know, um, they have a new album that came out on Monday. Uh, Monday just gone. I told you what the date was earlier. You fucking figure it out. Um, uh, it's called Time and Trauma. Uh, I saw them on Tuesday night. Um, I am sort of organised now. Here we are. Look, here's the CD. 
I bought this CD at the gig, yeah, despite the fact on Monday I was at the record label interviewing Brock. I didn't go around going, oh, can I have a free CD? Like some sort of cunt. No, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to support them. So I bought the CD at the gig. Glad I did. I've been listening to it. The album, um, I, I had access to it. Spine Farm sent me up a, a, an account so you can listen to shit and all the rest of it. So I've had it a good three weeks. It's fucking awesome. If, you, if you've if you ever liked Cra- 36 Crazy Fists, I certainly suggest you go dipping back in. The album's called Time and Trauma, and they have been through um, some fucking trauma, this band. Um, Brock lost his mum in, um, in 2011. Um and he wrote a song immediately well you'll hear us talking about it but the album deals with loss with a lot of i mean obviously that had a massive impact on him uh their bass player um their original bass player came back he no well not the original bass player but one of the bass players they had he came back he'd recently lost his mum um they're from alaska um they've been through a hell of a lot they haven't put an album out in five years i couldn't fucking believe that now if you're listening to this thinking 36 crazy fish aren't they new metal aren't they metalcore just think about this. They've been away for five years. Put an album out, and I saw them at the um, um, where I, uh, at the um, oh fucking Camden venue, Electric Ballroom, and it was fucking. There was a lot of people there. It wasn't packed. It wasn't sold out, but it was. It was a really good turnout. Um, and that just tells you something about this band. It tells you that they're more than just that kind of band that you've that you've heard about and thought, oh yeah, no, that's not my kind of thing. No, the singer sort of singer sings and he screams and uh, I don't know. Seriously, good band. I don't know what I don't know why I love them so much, but I but I do. And it was an awesome set on Monday. It was fucking awesome. They played most uh, most stuff they played off the first three albums, which are my favourite. Um, and and a little bit of Tide and Takers, and then they avoided the next couple, which were a bit weak. Which which he talks about. Um, it's a really I, I really enjoyed having a chat with him. Um, we, we got we got it, it's a proper talking bollocks conversation. So um, so fuck it, let's go. This is me and Brock talking bollocks on Monday. So um, I um, uh, used to be in a thrash band back in the day called okay. Acid Rain. We were like a, we were a UK thrash band. Put out four albums, cool. toured the world. Yeah, it was great. Right in the you know uh, in the halcyon days, um, and then uh, packed that. I've been doing stand up for the last fifteen years. So I'm a stand up comic. Oh wow! Um, and You're the brave. <laughs> oh yeah, I, good, yeah, you know. Well, I don't know. I mean, I I try to make jokes on stage sometimes at night, and it does it goes over like a ton of bricks. So uh, I got a lot of respect for the uh, the stand-up comedian. Well, well, thank you very much. I mean, it, it's I, no, I just I, I do it because I enjoy it. You know, it's, mm. it's a it's a it's a form of expression. And after after being in a band for years, I'm sure you can appreciate this. Bit, having gone through what everything you've gone through, there was uh, I just wanted to get away and do stuff on my own. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just be able to actually yep. make a decision and yeah, and then do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? need four or five different heads to come together. I yeah. understand that. Yeah, yeah. And funnily enough, I'm uh, we're, we're, I'm kind of getting a rebooted lineup of the old band back together at the moment. All right. And it's just it's just like totally reminding me of <laughs> why you couldn't do it in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <absolutely>. And <laughs> and all these years working on my own hasn't helped. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's kind of like um, uh, it, it, it's it's kind of weird getting it all back together again. Mm. But it is nice to just be able to you know go out and do stuff sure. um, and say yes and no and I'll have a meeting and mm-hmm. everybody get their input and all the rest of it you know 
Um, it's like it's funny. A, a, a friend of mine's a, um, a, he's a comic as well. We have this thing about planning the perfect murder, right? It's like it's just one of these things, right? It's the probably tells you more about comedians than you need to know. <laughs> and um, and uh, he said uh, he said he, he he met a like a cop, a real cop, a genuine cop. And he's like, oh, I want to tell you about this, you know. This, this plan we've got for the perfect murder. He said, basically, me and my friend, and the cop just stopped him and went, let me stop you there. You've just doubled the chances of getting caught. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow, yeah. Now when you think about a band and you times that by four or five people, right. it's like trying to kind of shift it into the, it, 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 all in the same direction. Right. It's, uh, yeah, it kind of, it, it's reminding me all about uh, like how tough it is. But anyway, anyway. Um, you've kind of well been there and back again uh, to use a Lord of the Rings phrase. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good analogy for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit, man. A little bit. Um, I think one thing I've been kind of thinking about is that in 2010, when we put out our album prior to the one that came out today. Um, uh, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Great stuff. Thank you so much. Uh, I think I was a little bit burnt out towards the end of that cycle <clears throat> because, uh, well, our drummer that I'd been in the band with for you know eighteen years at that point, or even before the thirty-six band, we were in a band together. He was he was really miserable on the road. He hated touring. And in turn, it made it difficult for everyone, you know, as it would. So yeah, towards the end of that, I just remember being extremely burnt. Um, you know, there's all these ups and downs in this business. And so uh, <laughs> what I'm really getting at is now that it's the, we're in our 21st year. We got a new album out now. And the excitement and the hunger and the absolute joy that I'm experiencing right now is not something I thought I would have been able to say at in 2010. Yeah. So that is a surprise for me and one that I'm really grateful for. Yeah. You know, because uh, ultimately you don't want to get burnt out. Well, you know, no. You, you no. hear it in your work and you, um, it's just, a, it's a miserable thing. Do you, so. do, do you think, do you think you can hear it in some of your work? Well, I think that album, 2010, uh, the 2010 album, I think... Are you, are you deliberately avoiding even calling it by its no, title? No, because I, I, I kind of want to be careful because I've kind of been talking about this a lot. It's not that I don't like the record, yeah. but if you had never heard of my band, I wouldn't show you that record. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a diss to the album or not. I just don't think that we were challenged. We weren't the happiest of guys and we wrote a record that we wanted to just do whatever we wanted to do like let's just make this heavy album we did but when I listen to it which I never do but if I do uh, <laughs> yeah. I would say that it could be any band right? Okay. and I've always thought that we had love us or hate us you know it's us and that album was a little bit just more in the middle of an easier thing to label and so this album we, we really needed to get back to what makes our band unique in that in that sense is uh, 
you know, the, the more melodic vocals and the, the signature guitar riffs and the beats and, and the all of it, you know, but I, I think it needed to be way more thought out and I think we need to be really challenged and I think it needed to be difficult and there was all of that. So yeah. that's, the, that's the coolest part about it because now the press is all coming out and boy, if I could, you know, give these guys back rubs or whatever they need for the nice press we've been receiving so far, um, I'd do it because... Of course, you want that, you know, but I wasn't really expecting to see it as good as it is. And that's yeah. awesome. The thing is, it's, it's kind of like, it's, I, I, mean, I, I got into you probably third album quite just before um, uh, Castaways, I think. Uh, so the third album would have been Rest Inside the Flames, and then yeah. it would have been the Titans Takers. T- sorry, Titans Takers, yeah. Titans Takers, yeah. No, so I, yeah, I came in on third album. And and like I actually went in in order first album and I was like hey yeah this is oh. this is cool this is this, yeah yeah it was kind of almost like yeah this is this is like hinting at something greater mm. and then you delivered more mm. and then you delivered more and uh, um, for me Tide and Takers was where I kind of started sort of just drifting away from the band a little mm. bit. Um, uh, and it was so strange hearing. Um, the single from the album um, I wasn't expecting this album yeah yeah. Uh, which one the newest one or the also no, my was the first one yeah yeah I wasn't expecting it mm-hmm. it's like I wasn't expecting it's kind of you just gone quiet mm-hmm. you know you just gone really quiet and there was no and I, I kind of find this quite refreshing being sort of fairly old school is that you know there, there, there didn't seem to be a, a great deal of doing your dirty washing in public as it were and kind of yeah. saying like well you know telling everybody every minute of every thought of every plan that you're gonna you know yeah. and, and and again that's been really refreshing with the new album as well because normally you get six to nine months of man this is gonna be the greatest thing you've ever heard we've gone back to our roots and blah yeah, and no. it gets gets a bit fucking tiring after yeah, yeah, a while you, you won't hear me say that <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, that's it it's, it's, it's like you know the flip side of that is you know what you're supposed to do you can't be out there like you know doing press for your new album going yeah it's alright yeah no yeah you can't do that either <laughs> uh, yeah that's cool I think it, it was difficult when we were gone to not answer the, the questions that were getting yeah, thrown at us all the time you. good for you because I wanted to be it. like well we're not done just hold on and, but I just was like I couldn't be bothered with it you know I just wanted to focus on my family and, and things that were like real you know not in this interweb world you know so yeah. and since I'm the only one that really runs the page it was fairly easy not to, <laughs> not to do it yeah. so um, yeah and that's you know some people I remember in the beginning people like that were around us old management or whatever they're like you gotta pump this stuff out cause the tension spans are short Yeah, and I was always like yeah well whatever you know we, we've had a slow grind the whole time our fans we, I don't know if we've lost fans over the years but our fans have been there for us, you know what I mean? And they're they're extremely loyal, and they're a unique base, you know? It's like, we got, like, the jock, we got the death metal kid, but we don't have a whole bunch of any of them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just a few here and there of that comes together to make this beautiful thing that we're grateful for. But um, I think if you don't, uh, you know, really convey the message of, of how grateful you are to these people, then you might as well hang it up. 
Yeah. And that's a big thing that I'm trying to convey now that, you know, without them, where we wouldn't be able to be here anyway. Yeah. So it's important. So there's a balance you got to find. You got to you gotta treat your people right. But you also got to have your privacy and you also got to, like I said, not air your laundry. And that, that's definitely not our style. But also, I think there's, there's, there's just something to be said for it because <clears throat> not that you intentionally did it, but, but oh, there, there becomes an impatience with no news, no news, no news, no news, no news. And then there becomes a mystique. Mm. Kind of like, what is going on there? Yeah. You know? Because everybody knows everything all the time. Right. You know? Yeah. And, exactly. and so when that does build, you know, and it is kind of like a. Because I, several times, I was like, you know, visiting the site and things like, what is going on with these guys? I think but, it's really the, now yeah. sitting here with you, it's, it's the best thing that ever happened to us because, you know, there's that old saying that uh, distance makes the heart grow fonder. Um, that whole idea of hurry up, hurry up, don't let them forget about you. That didn't really, that doesn't really apply to everyone, you know? And uh, I think that the buzz that we have for our band right now and the press, I've done more press for this album than I've ever done for any album. And uh, I'm 20 years into this, you know? So yeah. all of those things were meant to be, you know? And yeah. all those things have turned out to be exactly how they had to be. And hopefully it's only going to get better and bigger and, you know, who knows? Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I have a, one thing I've learned is I don't put any stock in the future. I don't want to live that way anymore. We were always like, what's next? What tour can we get on? Who's yeah. doing what for us? What are they doing? Yeah. If you don't live in the now, you're going to miss it. So yeah. we're really trying to focus on that. And mostly because we're here right now on tour and getting to see these people that are so passionate about the band. And you're, you're just like, Crap, man, this is so awesome. <laughs> we come from a town where no one gets to do this, you know, and I've yeah. been doing it for a lot of years now, and I'm just like, you have to live in it right now because one day we won't. Yeah. And uh, so that's the beauty. I'm really living in that, and I really love that I'm focused on it. No, it's it, 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 it's, it's awesome. I, I think the weird thing is as well is like you, you were a kind of, you know, you were an album every two years band, yeah. you know, as... As many bands are, it's. Yeah. It, I hate to use the phrase, but it's almost like a business model, you know. It's it is, that, yeah, yeah. It, you know, you've got to be on the road, then you've got to do an album to be able to be on the road. And for for an album, for for a band of your kind of type, I don't want to lump you in with like you know metalcore or this or that. It's it's all bullshit anyway. It's just yeah. music. But um, for a band of your kind of ilk, to to actually be able to go away for five years with no product, no come back and like you say it be as embracing as it is that's I mean that, that's phenomenal you know you're not, yeah. you're not you're not a tool you're not a Metallica do you know what I mean you're not right. a like you know if, if you'd said in 2010 we're, we're not going to put an album out for five years yeah, yeah, yeah. forget it yeah yeah, yeah yeah no you're right and I, you know I'll toot their horn I mean getting with Spine Farm um, and the whole layout that we have right now for you know the way that the singles were put out uh, there's a video coming out in a few days for Swim the News, which is our next single. Um, there was a pre-sale order. We never even had one of those where it was a special bundle and all these people got them and then they put them on the, the Facebook with their pictures wearing the stuff. And that's all been part of this plan. I think if we didn't have all the new, the new uh, team surrounding the band, it would have been same old, same old. Yeah. You know, because that, that was part of the problem. It was same old, same old. We, we were with, 
nothing against the former record labels, but it just kind of ran its course, you know, and they kind of knew what we would do and we knew what they would do. And it was no one trying to get over the next hump. So once we finished the album, so we finished the album, the artwork, the photo shoot, all on our dime. We didn't even have a label. We didn't, right. we came to this company with a finished, finished product, like ready to turn in if it was, a thing we wanted to do yeah so it was an awesome position to be in we hadn't yeah. been in that position before so and that's the thing I think the older you get and uh, the more um, stable you become hopefully and financially you can afford to do certain things that maybe you can't when you're younger and um, so you know and, and the, these days it doesn't cost much to make a record yeah and I'm not dissing any bands that are doing these pro- these go kickstarters or whatever the hell they are fun new projects I just you I see some of the numbers for it, and I'm like, really? But the, but also, that's either your thing or it isn't. Yeah, I, I don't think you'll ever see our band do it because. Well, not not given the sort of as we were saying earlier, like, hey, if you don't update, if you're not updating your you know your website and news about the band for a number of years, I can't see you putting it out there saying, you, you know, uh, can I borrow a couple of bucks? <laughs> yeah. No, no, it doesn't really. Yeah. That, that I'm old school. That's how it kind of feels. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's. It's fucking weird. Like, excuse me, can you give me some money so I can go to work? It's just yeah. I just I I mean I really like, I want to be clear that I'm not talking shit on other bands yeah, because that's it works yeah. for some of them. Yeah. And I think that the, the fans get a special thing out of it. And I get all that. Mm. But I think it stems from the whole. Uh, I probably shouldn't bring it up anymore. But <laughs> watch one more time and go. It's the it's the VIP thing now. Like if you pay oh. an extra sixty quid you can come in early you can nice, meet uh, me and you can get some sort of item that maybe somebody else can't get I understand the, the industry is in shambles and you need to find new revenue stream but <clears throat> the problem I have with it is my band has always been in the bar yeah absolutely. I'm in the bar not not as much before the gig anymore but if I want to come out and watch the band I'm not afraid to go out in front of the floor and watch the bands that I I'm on tour with. Yeah, I am not above that, and I I'm not saying anything about the mystique of the rock and roller. And, and you want to see him when he comes out. That works for some people. I'm just not a flashy guy, and I don't. I like the interaction with people that have paid money to see me. So I would not be able to do that still if I charged a certain amount of people extra money. Yeah, because then they're gonna be pissed off. Like, yeah, well, you're cheapening their Yeah, you're cheapening their experience. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. And until and I know my management, whom I love very much, they just brought it up to me because they have bands on their roster that, that do it and nothing against them. But I told my guys, I said, until we come up with something that is so badass, yeah, and I can't say no about it, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't make me better than anybody, it's just my style and it's because I'm not a flashy guy and I don't need you to do something special to shake my hand. Yeah, yeah, that's it, and that's not. I'm really not trying to drive that home that I'm like the nicest guy in the world. I'm just, I'm just trying. <laughs> oh, to now I've heard some terrible things about you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of them out there. Yeah, uh, good luck, they said. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that um, where where we come from, it's just you know, it's it's a product of our environment. It, it, well, not, yeah, and speaking of where you come from. Um, uh, a friend of mine asked me to ask you if you have a favorite chainsaw. <laughs> so you know that's not a bullshit. I'm gonna go with the Husqvarna. Yeah. Uh, 
the uh, I what do I have? I, don't know. I just was. I think it's called the Outrigger or something like that. Although I had to chop down quite a few trees this fall to get uh, my homeowner's insurance um, renewed, and the guy was telling me that the trees behind my house were a fire hazard. I'm like, those trees have been there for thirty years. I don't know, at least. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I was using the old Husqvarna. This, this yeah, it's, it's a good chainsaw. It's a good, it's a good chainsaw. And uh, Husqvarna, if you're listening, yeah, yeah, I'll so. take uh, thirty six crazy fifth signature model, please. How cool would that be? That's going to be done. That's going to be one of the only bands in the world that can justify putting out like snow machines. Yeah, because uh, Metallica just done the skis. You guys are doing snow machines. I saw that the skis. Uh, we would love. Well, very cool thing um, in Alaska. We have so many pro snow machine riders. And uh, dear friends of mine have like their their sleds wrapped with thirty six crazy good stuff, and oh, they're in the X awesome. Games and things of that nature. So super cool. Uh, anyway, it's a small place up there, even though it's the biggest state in the country. It's, yeah, uh, there's not but mostly uninhabited. <laughs> yeah, it's a desolate wasteland up there, but a beautiful place. Yeah, no, well, I come from Yorkshire in the UK. Similar, desolate, mm. but a beautiful place. It's not. But um, my, 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 my friend who was over, uh, yeah, my, my friend lived in um, uh, Anchorage for two and a half, three years. Oh, yeah, cool. And she used to run dogs out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, um, my mother in law's way into that stuff. Oh, really? Cool. I mean, she's like still trying to do it now uh, in the UK. And um, uh, yeah, she, she wrecked her knee on, oh. a, on, a, on a snow machine straight into a, straight into a tree stump. Yep, that happens um, often. You gotta wear knee pads for that stuff. Yeah, but it, that it's, it's, I mean that's a harsh place to, to yeah. come from and I know I, I, I've I know you've done a lot of talking about uh, about um, losing your mother mm. um, about everything that you've been through since since 2007 and not just not just then as well before then I mean you've you know you, you guys have probably you've taken more lumps than most bands yeah we uh we, we I guess we can take it. I guess that that's what they figure. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's lost, lost a lot of dues. It's uh, weird. It's years, weird. I thought I, I think about it. You know, growing up where we grew up, I think there's just not enough to do, and the kids are yeah. fairly. You know, it's extreme conditions. It's extreme sports. It's extreme drinking. It's uh, the whole thing is. It's everything. Let's is go extreme, mom yeah. ten the whole time and uh, find our own fun. And in turn, tragedy has come out of those things at, at times. And but you know, it's like anywhere it's surrounding all of us. But uh, no, no question. I mean, from the early start of this band, you know, we lost JD, our first bass player, in the first yeah. year and a half. A couple nights after we opened for Primus, which was the biggest show we'd ever done, and that was like the three or four thousand people. We were at an all time high at our very young age in the career, and then we lost JD, who I had known my whole life from elementary up. Uh, and I think of him often, and uh, I know he would be really, really stoked for us that we're still doing this stuff. But you know, we do it. We, we do all that stuff. All this stuff we never forget about those guys that um, you know that, that we grew up with playing music and then have passed. And um, I think it's just like kind of an inspiration too, you know, to uplift those those names and, and those memories. And I mean, that's kind of what our band is about. You know, our music. We're not singing about politics or, or really a global stance on religion or anything like that it's about our lives and, and what has obtained to us as, he, as human beings and some of our friends relate to it and some of us some people have no idea what we're talking about but that's awesome too because 
ultimately song is open to interpretation. I didn't know that Hetfield was singing about cocaine on Master of Puppets when I first heard it, but I know what that song meant to me. Yeah. And uh, it meant tie your skates real tight and go hit somebody hard when you get on the ice. I mean, th- those are the things that I use music for. Yeah. I was an athlete first. Oh, uh, well, let's use athlete lightly. Uh, I, I love <laughs> hockey, and uh, that was a big thing for me growing up. So music, heavy music, went hand-in-hand hand with getting pumped up for sports. But I was exactly the same. I, was, I used to, I, you know, I, I, football was my thing. Sure. Um, and and I was doing the band at the same time as mm. a young guy, mm-hmm. you know, and and juggling the two. Yeah. And I and, and actually music became the band literally in the space of two months. I used to leave rehearsal early to go and play sport, and then um, and then I broke a bone in my ankle, and I was I was out for two and a half. And in that space of time was when the music kind of like crept in mm. and, and and the sport kind of sun yep. faded away and I was kind of like mm, yeah this is I'm not going to get kicked I, as much very it. similar for me I, I don't think it was an injury but it was just more of the, the slacker <laughs> style I was uh, hanging with at the time and I was like man <laughs> the music's easy I, I can do this I don't have to make grades for music and things like that so it wasn't I mean I always made grades for sports I was do your homework, kids. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't worry. There's no kids listening to this. Uh, just re- really old fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I was the same way. Sports was huge for me, and music. I juggled them both, and uh, music eventually won. And uh, nah, it's been a great ride. Cool, man. Cool. And and I mean, you're gonna be on. You're gonna be on the road a lot. By the way, I mean, I'm, I I I kind of we. I know we kind of sort of skated over the, the new album somewhat, but um, um, one word: brooding. That's mm. that's kind of there just seems to be a real kind of um, brooding quality about uh, about the whole thing. It's just Ooh. like you, it's it's almost tangible, you know. Yeah. It's almost tangible as kind of like a uh, in some cases brooding, in some cases kind of seething, kind of you know. I'll, just I'll a, take all those words. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you must be incredibly proud because, like you said, you know, you, to come back. You're obviously completely reinfused, you know. It's 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 uh, and kind of new lineup as well, isn't it? Um, it it's it's kind of it's a whole rebirth, yeah. and it's all come from you having to go through shit that no one wants to go through, and that we're all going to go through eventually. Right. Right. Um, and it's just it's it's beautiful seeing some something so positive and so creative and. It's come from, yeah. you know, it's that old, the greatest art comes from struggle. It's that old thing again. You know? Yeah, it is. And uh, I appreciate you saying all that. And, you know, we really didn't get to talk about it. We're, you know, we're a small little unit. So we didn't really realize that, that everybody would feel the way they have so far. And um, I guess it wasn't that we didn't realize it, but we just didn't think about it yet. And... Uh, so it's really nice and it's made me give a chance to really uh, dive more into it because you get so close to something you can't see outside of it and uh, I know specifically for me I wanted to get back to an original approach vocally where it wasn't that I didn't want to scream at all but I didn't want to scream for the sake of a musical piece to be heavy 
You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted yeah. to, like, when Yeah, like, you know, like, oh, can you come in, chuck a scream on this? Just yeah, to, that's just kind of like so as an easy. afterthought, and yeah. Yeah, and I've, and I, you know, I've done that before where it's just like, man, that's, that's going to be the easiest thing to do on that part, so we'll just do that. And this time I just really wanted to, because I didn't start out like that. You know, I started out, I mean, let's, let's be honest, Metallica's the reason I'm in a band, but Hetfield, same here. Same Hetfield being my yeah, favorite was, guy isn't my favorite singer. My favorite singer was like Lane Staley and Chris Cornell and Scott Weiland and Eddie Vedder and more crooners, more singing guys. But mostly, if we're going to pinpoint it to one guy, it's Lane Staley. That was my guy. I like a dark, moody vocalist. And he, in my opinion, created the best moods. And so I kind of, you know, kind of followed that kind of thing with him and then uh, obviously those guys are above and beyond my skills but I really did gravitate towards them so the screaming thing came secondary so I wanted to get back to the melodic approach and which in turn makes people think of the earlier stuff yeah which um, you know you always hear man oh, I wish you would have you guys would make music like you did in the beginning or whatever which is difficult to even get into a mind frame when that stuff happened 10, 15 years before. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, also, you're not that person anymore. That's what... It's kind of it hard well, to explain to a punter, fan, yeah. whatever. It, yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to get across. It's like, well, yeah, I know that's what you want, but that's not who who we are. Yeah, know? yeah. My girlfriend didn't break up with me last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't be 25 again. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, anyway, so yeah, it's cool. It's cool that people um, hear the early stuff in it. Because that was a little bit of a conscious effort, at least if there was anything to be conscious. And then the lyrics, the lyrics are the most important lyrics I've ever written for myself personally. So for, for and I've been a vague guy lyrically. I like that. I don't like to be real blatant, but this is probably more blatant than, than ever because I think there's an in, encompassed theme for the album, whereas before the albums were sort of themey, but not the same on every song whereas no, this one is no. about a, it's a time vault it's a it's a place that you know um, one song in particular was written the, the evening my mom passed and I had to write a song that night and I had the music for it Steve was sending me all the tunes at that time and um, I listened to that I know exactly where I was I'll never forget it and it's that's special about all of it yeah even though it was an awful time it really helped me manage to understand how to cope with loss and heal from things of that nature and, and find ways to remember it in a positive manner. Whereas like now I'm just thinking about the great times as opposed yeah. to at that time I was just deep in it, you know. Well you're going deep. you're going you're going through the stages of grieving, aren't you? You've yeah. got you've got disbelief, you've yeah. got Anger, um, numb. Yeah, numb. Then there's uh, bargaining. Yeah. And then finally, kind of closure. And yeah. And you're right. The further you get away from it, the the easier it is. But no, yeah. I'm. I'm. I mean, I lost my. Um, I lost my father eight years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, it's. Um, and and I, I read. I read an interview with you, and you you mentioned about about writing, and. The, the catharsis of it as well mm. and you know and, and it made me think um, when I asked my father eight years ago I 
I wrote two sets of lyrics and I hadn't written any lyrics for 15, 20 years. Mm. But it was kind of... It, 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 I felt like I had to do something. I felt like the, the, it's not the kind of, being a comic, it's not, I oh, know, I'll write some material on <laughs> yeah, it. Right. You know, my father died. And that's not going to happen. Um, but there, there was, I just wanted to try and, just, I had to vent somehow. Sure. You know, uh, and there's, there's all sorts of things you can do, but it just kind of, and it brought me back to that. And, and funnily enough, I'm probably going to use them on um, some, some new material that we're yeah, doing. Yeah, you got it's, it, man. It's, 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 it's it was just kind of weird, you know. The, the, as you said, you had to write something. I'm just, yeah. I totally know how you feel. It's you not know? that we're lucky that we're musicians in the sense for that, but it's a great outlet, you know. Oh. And, and it really, it, and one that a lot of people don't have. Exactly. Because you can. Be, it's kind of like what I found for me was it was is putting your emotions down on a page mm. and, be, and being able to then read them in the third person as well as being the person that's written them but also read them in the cold light of day um, yeah. it's, it's, it's a way of figuring stuff out yep. sometimes yeah I think it's just a, that's, that's part of the process you know and I think the more you the less you put a bandaid over things the, the better you're putting your time into cope and deal and uh I've, I've, I've put band-aids on a lot of things in my life and I think that it it prolongs an inevitable uh, of having to deal with it eventually it's going to come to the surface sooner or later yeah, yeah. so yeah no that's a, it's a big part of it and I think that we are lucky and I think you should definitely use your lyrics and um, I'm, I'm going to try I'm yeah. going to try um, but it, it's kind of weird going looking back at that stuff now it's as the minute I read it it's kind of like whoa god that's going straight back to a yeah yeah no, a, a, I, a very dark place how is it performing that kind of stuff well that's the other part of it since I've had time to deal with it and process it I've turned it in, in a way you know obviously it's about one specific tragic event but I've kind of turned it into this is part of that healing this is so I don't I don't look at it in a bad light at all. I look at it in a, in a way that I'm. This is just me still dealing with it, and this is yeah. my own my own therapy. I'm not talking to anybody in a room specifically that's I'm paying money to. <laughs> You're welcome to pay me. <laughs> yeah, uh, it all helps, man. It helps yeah. to talk about it, and you know, yeah. as men. I think sometimes we don't. We don't. It's no. not a part of our makeup. And oh, we're great at having easy conversations. Yeah, yeah. The difficult conversations are tough. And me specifically, I've learned many hard lessons that having the difficult conversation is necessary. And when you have it, you feel so good. Yeah. But if you don't, you you just you you skate over that stuff, man. It's it's it's, it's, it's caused me trouble in my life. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think playing these songs live every night and, and, and people can relate to this because everyone unfortunately is going to go through this or has gone through this um, it's just we're all kind of dealing together and uh, that's 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 a good feeling too that it's this kind of just letting it out talking about it yeah and yeah you know as a 39 year old man trying not to cry and in interviews and things like that which I would have never expected but a few times I'm like it still stings a little bit, you know, and it's yeah. supposed to. 
and it will. It's supposed to. Well, as, as, as friends of mine have, have, you know, same things happen to them, they've lost a pain. <clears throat> I always say, look, it, it gets better, but it never goes away. That's the thing. It yeah. doesn't. It'll never go away, but yeah, you just Because they're never it. coming back, so it's never going to go away. Yeah. You know, um, but it, it, as you say, it, it's, it's, it is good to talk about it. You know, mm. it is, um, I, I, I found as well, it's like, it's that it's times like that where you find that women are so much more emotionally mature than men. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, and I, I can't say enough about my wife. I mean, uh, boy, did I need her, and she was a complete rock. So I definitely know what my wife's made of, uh, and my sisters. You know, we all dealt with it. Um, my dad, he, my my father and mother have been separated for many many years. They never got divorced and stayed very good friends, which was always nice for us kids. But uh, dad got pretty quiet around that whole time, and I know that it bothered him very much. Right. Um, so that's men. That's men not yeah, really that's processing. Yeah, just going a bit quiet. Especially <laughs> even older men who. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. A different generation of, of emotions. and um, Yeah, because it's just not done, is it? He's no. not, you don't show emotion, you certainly don't talk about it. Yeah, no, I, I never saw my dad cry as a kid. And I, I mean, I may have seen him get a little choked up with this thing, but. Um, um, you know, I've, I've, hey, if you want to see, if you want to see, you want to see a man experience emotion, go and watch sports with him. Exactly, <laughs> that's where it. That's so true, man. That's when I cry all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You'll, oh, you'll, see, you'll seen, see men weeping. Uh, no problem. I've seen the miracle on ice, USA <laughs> beat Russia a zillion times, and I still get choked up watching that thing. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Nah, it's good um, stuff. You know, and, and you know, I was just kind of thinking when you were saying about, um, like, you, you know, you guys very much sort of you got together and you did this, <clears> and you were you didn't know what kind of reaction you were going to get. You just kind of got together and went, right, okay, let's let's do this thing. You know, let's put this album together. And everything yes. Else. Do you think there's also um, an aspect of there not being a label involved as well, as in like you you didn't owe anyone anything, so it's kind of like, look, we're doing this, this, you know. I'm not saying you thought this, but essentially, you know, this may never come out. People may never hear this, or mm. whatever. But it's and, and and because of all of that, that outside bullshit that sometimes puts you on, you know, a you know a, a kind of treadmill of you need to do this now and you need to now. And the fact that you just kind of removed yourselves from all of that, the industry and everything else, it's just like right, well, we'll we'll just do what the fuck we want when we want. I mean, it wasn't like a totally conscious thing. No, but it doesn't sound like it, it was, but it's where uh, you've ended up. It, we did know that there was no pressure. I mean, it was like... Because we were actually entertaining doing this completely digital on our own. Not right. even having a label. Because uh, before I spoke with these guys and a couple others, I really didn't see how relevant they're going to be. You know? But I was wrong about that. Um, I'm wrong in the sense of the publicity and the distro and I was kind of being bullheadish about it. I was like you know we could sell 50,000 records worldwide through iTunes and make money for once yeah and I, I was like thinking that way and I was like man we would just I mean we give Apple a percentage of the records and everyone just buys digital and it's mine but you know it's not about the money so much I mean everybody wants everybody's got to pay their bills and so in that sense it is but yeah. it was more about I want to be on the festival still I want to be able to tour the UK still 
you don't do that without booking agent management late you don't need I mean actually in 2013 we did come here on our own for a, a two week or a month 20 some shows just to get our name back out here and see what was happening and it was total morale booster we did that without a label so I guess in a sense you can do it on a small level but you're not going to download without it yeah you know um, you're not and those are the things that are still really relevant to me at least in my mind which that let, let me come this way but now that I'm with him and you're sitting here I, you would have had to reach out to me on Facebook to try and meet with, <laughs> yeah. yeah meet me at a bar so we could do this that's right yeah this yeah. is all part of what you what you get out of it and it's and it's needed so <clears throat> and these guys have been man I mean better than ever for me and we're getting a second chance at something that a lot of people don't get a first chance at yeah so I'm I'm, I'm I'll take it all into time. But to answer your question, yes, the freedom was there. There was no pressure. And in turn, we just did everything the way we wanted to do it. Yeah. Although we want vinyl to come out on this. So that is the one thing that we haven't got the green light on yet. But yeah, right, we'll, okay. we'll get a special release here later. Well, my, um, my, my usual suggestion whenever we're <clears throat> with any band is... Crowdfund it. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like I was talking. To, I was trying to roadie from um, Protest the Hero because uh, the ultimate crowdfunders. Yeah, they and, raised some money. Didn't yeah, they? didn't they? And they said, um, and they, uh, he was saying, well, "I really want the new album, the next album. We really want it to be on cassette." And it's like, right, you've got, you've got a, you, you've got a crowdfund it. So cause they, they're not going to crowdfund the album, but um, so I was convincing him to do that. And obviously, I get fifty percent. Yeah, there you it's go. my idea. Yeah. They're all done. <laughs> uh, yeah, they are. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for that, by the way. It's, right. it's, great, it's yeah. great fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that goes well. Cool. Cool. Is this all right then? You yeah, yeah, no, we're, no, we're, we're, yeah, we're fine. Are, are you all right, man? Yeah, man, I'm great. Yeah, cool. Cool, because cool, I've got another one to do now. Right, so okay. Over. Yeah, yeah, no what, worries. What, what time are the guys coming back? They're going to be here at six. Oh, okay, so, so we're So, yeah, you've got one more 20 minute phone uh, not phone up, which is here, face okay. to face, Alex, cool. and then the Reddit thing. But so you've been a bit, you've been abandoned while everyone else goes out and. They, it. they, we were so tired, man. And everybody right. went back and went straight to bed. Like we were falling asleep at lunch over there. <laughs> right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Nope. It's been uh, well, we're touring with a band called All Hail the Yeti. That <clears throat> those are our friends, and they're from Canada, and we just did a U.S. tour with them. And we just get along so well, and we stay out every night till like six or seven in the morning. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> being know, on so, tour with your mates, there's yeah. the good and bad side of that. Yeah, and I just didn't get a text from Moose from Bullet right tonight. He's like, "Where are we meeting up tonight?" And I'm just like, "Man, we got we got too easy tonight." But we'll probably meet up for a little bit. But yeah, that's the life yeah. of life of a rock and roller, I guess. Yeah, good, exactly. Well, uh, thanks hey, for your time. We'll see you tomorrow. Appreciate night. it, man. Good luck to you. Not at all, and you, sir. Yeah, Thank we'll you. see you tomorrow. Cool. So there you go. Um, that was a, a typical sort of talking bollocks track, wasn't it? Um, it was really cool. A uh, really nice guy, and. Um, yeah, it was it was good to hang around, um, and thank you very much uh, to Layla um, at Spine Farm Records, um, who just absolutely totally sorted me out completely um, to interview him. To I mean, I got I got forty minutes. Well, I think it was about forty minutes with with Brock there. Um, everyone else got about oh god, um, twenty minutes tops. 
So, you know, that was that was really, really pretty, you know, pretty darn impressive. Um, and, and, and we're kind of winding down now. And as as you'll see by looking at the clock, um, I did warn you, you know, that I, we couldn't keep the I couldn't I just felt like I couldn't keep these like two hour fucking monstrous monster sized podcasts up. Uh, and I knew there would be one that, that dips slightly in length. And this is probably well, this is going to be one of them. Um, but I've got some I've got some shit lined up, guys, that you are you are going to fucking just shit. You're going to lose your draws. Um, I, 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 I'm not saying I, I always that's my policy, as you know, I'm not saying because it might not happen. But a good friend of mine from back in the day who you all fucking know um, I'm really looking forward to sitting down with him. I've got, I've got his number in my phone. I'm gonna, not going via fucking anyone. I will be contacting him direct, the ledge, and we will be, uh, hopefully we'll be hooking up for a chat. Um, also looking to be hooking up for a conversation in March with, um, uh, uh, well, I, I, there's no point in saying who. I, I, I'm not going to say it. But anyway, look, I, I'm, I'm keeping it coming, okay? The, the standards remain remaining high. Next month, uh, I mean, this month, Volby and 36 Crazy Fist, which is cool. And last month was um, was obviously Protest the Hero and uh, Death Strange. That, that is all, um, that's fairly contemporary. We're going a bit more old school over in March. Um, and yeah, don't worry, but you, you're going to love it. It doesn't matter whatever you like, you know, whatever kind of music you like, hopefully you, you, you're going to be into it. Um, and um, yeah, I'm 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 excited. I'm I'm excited about it. So you know, it should be cool. Anyway, um, we are. Well, I, I do find myself uh, winding down now. Um, but um, uh, oh, a bit of a t- a bit of a, a bit of a tip I wanted to give you guys. Um, there's a there's a website called base.com, and that is exactly as it sounds. Base.com. B a double s dot com. Um, cheap CDs. Um, if you seriously cheap CDs, they were doing. Because um, oh yeah, Soil Work are bringing out a, a double double DVD. Um, sorry, uh, it's a CD. Is it double CD and DVD or double CD and Blu-ray um, package? And at the moment, it's it's I think it's six pounds cheaper on Base.com than it is on Amazon. I mean, it's it's fucking it. It makes the thing affordable. It makes the thing think I wasn't going to get that, but Jesus, I am now. Um, so yeah, I, I, definitely worth checking out. I, I picked up a couple of things from there this month, um, and and I'll tell you one thing I've bought, which I which I really really like, and that is the Through the Never um, uh, soundtrack. Uh, it, it fucking rocks. I mean, I, I've got I've got to say I'm a fan of the movie. I've watched it a number of times, um, and I've got a 3D telly, and I've watched it, and I have to say it works fucking brilliantly in 3D. Not everything works well in 3D. I don't watch, you know, I, I you know I, I pick and choose what I watch in 3D, but it is superb. It really is. And funnily enough, the rest of um, Acid Rain were over as well. We were we were rehe- we were at rehearsals, and um, it's first time um, guitarist had, had a chance to see see it in 3d um and he's a bit of a, a movie buff as well um and he was he was amazed blown away by it It was it was really cool but anyway yeah the um i mean the cd is so fucking cheap it's a double cd and it's kind of like it's it's less than a fiver on amazon um and it was um and it was a little bit more funnily enough on base.com and i'd actually bought it off there before i went oh well now how much is on amazon and fell into that trap but anyway um 
Yeah, I mean, if you're a Metallica fan, it's a great fucking album. It's a great live album. It, it really is. Um, but anyway, um, I, I, I digress. I hadn't actually um, uh, meant to mention any of that. Um, well, it, the, the, the bass.com thing, obviously, I had. Um, and, um, and funnily enough, I, I, I heard somebody pronouncing the name of a band, and I can only... I, I've always thought of them as uh, Messugger, okay? Now, or, or Messugger. Or as I heard somebody say recently, Meshugger. And um, and I thought that's probably why I've never got into them because it just it just sounds like a fucking it just sounds somebody like from my neck of the woods from Yorkshire in the back in the day saying you know me sugar as in like what's happened to me sugar in me tea or me sugar in me coffee um, and I I don't know I wanted to share that with you and, I, and it's, I've probably fucking cut for a comedian I didn't really fucking deliver that very well did I Jesus Christ so anyway I thought it sounded like. Where's me sugar in me coffee or me sugar in me tea? Ho, 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 ho. I'm cracking me up. I'm fucking so not, am I? Um, uh, so, uh, oh yeah, and, and here's a, an oxymoron for you. Really good cover band. Really good tribute band. Uh, look, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to piss on what you do. I, I am actually. I'm very shortly going to be doing that. Um, but look, everyone has to earn a living, but I just think it's pretty fucking tragic that that basically the easiest way to make a living um, out of being a band at the moment is being in a tribute band and a cover band. And I just think that's incredibly fucking sad. I really, really do. Uh, there's, there's, a Metallica, there's, a, there's a Metallica tribute band out there called Sad But True. And I thought, yeah, that's, that just fucking sums, that sums the whole scene up right there. I would never, ever pay to go and see um, uh, a cover band or a tribute band. I'm not saying they shouldn't exist. You go and do that. Do whatever you like. I just think it's fucking musically bankrupt. I think it's creatively bankrupt. I really do. Um, but, hey, you know, it, it exists. It's, unfortunately, it's a sign of the times. It's the way things have gone. But there it is. And I just wanted to get that off my chest. Speaking of, you know, old and ancient things, um, I saw Rob Halford uh, came out and said that um, he'd um, he'd like to do, um, he'd like, you know, he'd certainly think and like to do another fight album. Um, there's no rush, Rob. Uh, you, you, in fact, there's no rush for another Judas Priest album, if, if I'm honest, mate. But, um, you know, just take it easy. Take it easy. It's, it's all right. Don't worry about it. And uh, and apparently, the new Def Leppard album has been put back um, later in 2015. It's been put back. And I just want to say, yeah, there's no rush. <laughs> Again, there's no rush, lads. You know, we've there's basically really no rush in fact don't feel the need to um to actually release it you know put it back forever that'd probably uh, probably do me anyway look um wow we're back to the days of podcasts coming in at like an hour 40 i bet that's that's it's gonna freak some of you out isn't it it's, it's kind of weird actually i am sort of sat here thinking right wow it just it feels kind of bit like i should be like oh no there's but but there there isn't you know it's just well no there's there is just it's the ending it's the ending and it's my it's my um my little chat to just just you you know just just you just you listening just you there you thank you thank you for listening thanks to all of you for listening um I, you know i say it every month because i mean it um i love doing this 
I, I'm going to do it until I fucking die, which might be quite soon, um, the way things are going. Now, I, seriously, look, I mean, I, I, I'm, what I'm excited about is, won't it be cool when, uh, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I get around and I've got plenty of contacts and friends I can call on, but won't it be great getting the band back on the road and actually being able to do some do some stuff on the road and you know bumping into people and getting some really cool stuff i might i'm gonna try and maybe get to a festival uh and get get a press um pass at a festival this year i'm I'm not sure the, the only trouble with that is festivals are um they are they're just notorious for not being able to get hold of bands and do interviews and shit like that so i don't know probably not because i fucking hate festivals anyway um you know festivals are about camping certainly not about standing in a field listening to a band who you can barely hear because there's a high wind so they sound like they're playing two and a half miles away um but seriously thank you thank you all of you um i i want to keep just we want to keep this rocking want to keep keep going keep getting better and better interviews make the cast you know make it longer and longer it's a little bit shorter i know but it's quality not quantity my friends that's what uh, i used to tell my girlfriend uh, <laughs> you know it is it's all about the quality um and so i want to keep it high i want to keep um uh, you know keeping the uh, i mean like i said we've got the malcolm dome interview in the can as well and i, I you know i I'm probably being a bit sparing. I could have probably thrown that into this podcast as well and made it another sort of two and a half hour one at least. Um, but I just, I, I always like to have a, a, an interview in the bag just in case things go wrong. And Malcolm is my one interview that I've got in the bag. And I, I just, I feel, I, I just don't feel comfortable with chucking everything I've got and then being in the stage where it's like, right, okay, you've now got nothing in the can for next month because the, I know, I know what happens and if, you know, shit's supposed to happen and it doesn't. And I'll give you an example. Okay. Um, uh, last year I was supposed to interview Gloria Cavaliera. Um, and we, and, and it didn't happen three times. Um, and and it still hasn't happened and now they've done an interview with the Metal Sucks guys both Max and Gloria and I really wanted to do that interview and that was the whole point and it didn't happen um, and so uh, you know that that's why and, and by the way it, it, it was just the, the way it is it wasn't I'm, I'm not you know speaking ill um, of the Soulfly camp in any way you know we tried to make it happen in fact it was really funny I got a message from Gloria going is Thursk near you and that was really weird Soulfly were playing Thursk in North York which is not far from where I'm from but it's like it's in the middle of fucking nowhere no one no one plays Thursk that's that Soulfly for you and it was really weird to get a, to get a text from Gloria Cavaliera saying are you near Thursk are you based near Thursk I said no I'm in London but fuck I know where you are it's kind of one of the most bizarre text messages I've ever got so anyway that's my excuse I'm rambling now I apologise maybe I'm just trying to drag the, the podcast out to a more suitable length but um now, nah, fuck it, you know, uh, I, I, I've done my best, guys, I've done my best, I've explained why uh, it's a bit shorter this month, but it doesn't mean I love you any less, every single one of you for listening, thank you so much, let's remember, when we're at gigs, we need to shout bollocks, and then you need to shout bollocks back, and then you need to shout talking bollocks, because it's just a laugh, isn't it, and that's what this is all about, that's what life is about, if you don't fucking laugh, you may as well just fuck off, you're not enjoying yourself, you know, anyway, Ah, it's been it's been wonderful. It really has. I I feel I feel it's really good to get this off my chest. It's been great talking to you. I, I love doing this thing, and I love having you guys listen. 
do interact send me your um send me your albums that you've rediscovered if they're still shit or they're not shit anymore or they were great and they're now shit whatever um go visit allaboutthe.rock.co.uk uh follow us on twitter at talking bollocks with a z instead of an s um on facebook um find us on you'll see the little mic on mic and flames there you'll you can find us um and um and, and that's it that's that that's that's all i got for this month guys but what i'm now going to finish with is some tunes um one tune in particular uh this is by a band an italian thrash band called ultraviolence and the reason I'm playing this is uh, they're obviously huge, huge um, old school thrash fans. I mean, they've got the full on, the the high tops. They're all wearing the fucking proper T-shirts, you know, like old school thrash shirts. Uh, I mean, one of them's wearing a Zentrix shirt for fuck's sake. So obviously their taste isn't great. Ha ha! That's a joke. Please. I know I, they are my friends, Zentrix. It's a joke, um, but no, they, uh, you know, they. Um, uh, so anyway, Ultraviolence, great name. Like it's got so much old school cred as a name as well. I mean, it's a fucking, it's a great, it, you know, it's a great album. Violence, great band. I mean, it, you know, they've they've got it going on basically, um, and um, and and also, funnily enough, one of the members uh, followed followed Talking Bollocks. So hello um, uh, to um, uh, or Buonasera to uh, Simone Vere I apologise for the pronunciation but um, I, um, I'm looking forward to playing your song Prego which is Italian for welcome it happens to be my favourite word in Italian um, and um, yeah just in course in case you thought I was yeah Prego what the fuck's that all about um, so anyway um, uh, thank you Simone good luck with the band um, uh, yeah so let's get back to it Ultraviolence um, the album got a new album coming out uh, called uh, Defect the Flow. Uh, this is off Defect the Flow. Um, I suggest you get it. It's not coming out until April. I'll mention it again when it's coming out, but it's not coming out until April. Now, I am the kind of guy that always says, like, oh, you know, I want originality. I want people to deliver new music. That, and and, and the, the influences on ultraviolence music are obvious the minute you start hearing them. But it's really high quality. And I also think they bring a little bit of new school to it as well. But it's just a really lovely mix of both. So for those of you out there who, who are thinking, oh, I don't know, just check it out. I, I really like this. Um, they're, they're, they're doing an awesome job. And, it, you know, it, I just think it's fucking awesome that bands like this are popping up everywhere. Um, and the Italian metal scene is, is getting stronger and stronger. Um, and it's good to see. So check them out. Um, go to their YouTube page, find them on Facebook, check it all out. This is um, this is from the upcoming album Deflect the Flow coming out. Deflect the Flow coming out on Candlelight in April. This is Ultraviolence and Lost in Decay. Sorry, that was awful, wasn't it? That was like that was fucking proper old school shit. Radio DJ introducing the song. Okay, I'm gonna do it again. For some reason, I've done that a couple of times now. All right. Anyway, look. Thank you very much for listening. See you all next month. It's been a pleasure. And this is Ultraviolence Lost in Decay. That was shit again, wasn't it? This is Ultraviolence Lost in Decay. That was better, but I can do it. This is Ultraviolence and Lost in Decay!